That is a fun tune. My thanks to Peter Trulin for piping in those uh, those beats for the Rec Poker Podcast intro and outro. That's right. It's the Rec Poker Podcast, folks. Thanks for joining us for another week of the Forums Edition. I'm your host, Jim Reed, Blusterini in the home game and at Rec Poker Jim on Twitter or Threads. I've got the best freaking job in the world. Every Monday, I get to hang out here and talk poker strategy with my friends. Uh, this is because we are brought to you by the Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino. We wouldn't be anywhere without their support because Rec Poker is a largely volunteer-based organization. Most of what we do here is free. And so having sponsors like Running Aces makes a big difference. And uh, we also really rely on the, the patronage and support of our Wrecking Crew members. This is the group of folks that put in their time day and week and month in and out to put the videos together, do our editing, uh, put the curriculum together, show up on the podcast, run our study groups, our book studies, um, uh, share their poker thoughts with the world. There's a million ways to get involved with the Wrecking Crew. And if you want to find out more about me or the rest of the crew, you can just go to rec.poker slash crew. But listen up because you're going to meet a few of them here tonight on the air as well. My name is Ben Enslow. Um bjm and 96 on twitch you can find all my stuff over there my socials and i'm east coast bitter in the home game my name is joe coolis you can find me on twitter at joe cool phd cool with a k or as elvita 11 in the home game and i'm taylor moss you can find me at taylor underscore moss on twitter or gopher boy tjm in the rec poker home game well thanks for joining me fellas this is the forums edition so we're going to be talking about strategy uh, this is a hand. This isn't a hand. This is a question that actually came up on our recent Rec Poker road trip to Running Aces. We had Rec Poker weekend out there in August. Had a fantastic time last week. We talked about a question from Lawrence. At least I hope it was Lawrence. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about a question from Chris, and I'm sure it's Chris because he was sitting directly on my left for a few hours. And we had a bunch of good conversations, and he bought me a couple of beers. So thank you, Chris. That was a wonderful time. And um, this is a question that uh, I'll put my I'll put it in my own words, but this is a question that uh, Chris put to me um, talking about mental game. In fact, Joe, your name came up in the discussion, which is why I'm glad you're here for the show here. So Chris is a an experienced player, a smart guy, uh, a studied player. Um, I wouldn't say that he had any sort of obvious like leaks. Uh, he he didn't have a problem with mental game. Like he wasn't going on tilt or anything like that. Uh, we played together for several hours. Of course, we all get a little saucy when we get a, a bad beat every once in a while. But I thought he was uh, well within the the guardrails for all that kind of stuff. Um, and the question that he had was said, "Listen, I I'm a thoughtful player. I've studied the game. I'm experienced. Every once in a while." I just find myself in a hand and I've I've just made some terrible mistake like I've, I as though I wasn't thinking about the right things at the right time as though I just sort of snapped out of a daze and had made this kind of terrible mistake um does that happen to other people and like how can I protect myself from from this kind of situation and the way that we were talking about it it made it feel like you sort of lack, you just sort of like run out of focus uh, of, of after a while. You're sitting there at the table, you're making difficult poker decision after difficult poker decision. And, you know, you sort of stop paying attention or maybe you lose track of where you are in the tournament. And you just look kind of like make a snap decision about something. And now it's, and now it's too late, which is a, particularly a problem for MTT. So 
I'm sure this is something that we've all experienced, but Joe, you're the uh, uh, you're the expert when it comes to how the mind and brain operate, at least on this panel. Um, so what what can you what can you say about that kind of uh, scenario? Well, I have many thoughts, but the first and foremost uh, for Chris is um, well, welcome to the club. I mean, you know, it's, it's that's if if anybody on the panel has avoided that, then they're better better at this stuff than I am. Um, I think the way to think about it is so I'm a football fan, and quarterbacks come and go within the league. And what you find is they're always talking about the decision-making of the quarterback, right? I'm going to, well, how is this quarterback making decisions? And they make some good decisions and they make some bad decisions. The great ones eventually continue to make better and better decisions until they're eliminating uh, the bad decisions that they have. Um, and I don't think uh, there are any quarterbacks that make no bad decisions. Um, they, they, everybody's always going to make some decisions, but as we get better, in whatever skills that we're trying to develop, we develop something called fluency. Fluency is like an automaticity, right? It's, it's, it's being able to do something without thinking and being able to manage it uh, on an automatic level. Um, and the more, the better that we get at a skill like football or poker, then the more those decisions will come without thinking about it. But the truth of the matter is, is that we're just always going to make those mistakes. And, and our goal is to really think about, well, uh, well, one, to give ourselves a break, but two, to say, well, I, what I want to do is continually improve my game such that I make fewer of those mistakes um, as I continue to play. And if you're doing that, then you're accomplishing it, whether or not you, you know, you, you, you call a, a bet that you shouldn't have that you look back and say, oh, what big idiot, you know, it's, it's, why did I, why did I call jacks when there was a queen on the board? Well, because you did, right? And we're all going to make those bad decisions over time. So the question typically is, well, what do you do with it, right? It's like, okay, Mr. Psychologist, who cares, right? You're just saying you haven't really helped me. Um, I think the best thing that you can do is, is narrow the range of things that you're trying to work on in any individual tournament. If you're going to do this for the long term, right, what, how you perform on any individual hand or any individual tournament is not really related to whether or not you're successful at the game overall. What you're really, your goal is just to look over a long period of time and say, well, I've made money and I've made good decisions over that time period. So when you go into a tournament, if you go into a cash game, pick something. There's too many things to do all at once. And if you decide you're going to be perfect in everything, well, you're going to fail at that. Okay. So pick a skill that you want to continue to develop so that you can build that skill uh, over and over and over again. It's like shooting free throws, right? Shoot free throw, shoot free throw. If you shoot, if you continue to shoot free throws, eventually it becomes automatic and, and it'll increase. So do that with a poker skill, right? Making sure that within any decision where you have an all in that you're, you're making either go through a list people will talk about, or you're making sure you're looking at the opponents to the left before you make a bit, whatever it is that you decide so that you get into this kind of habit, this groove of that becomes the automatic thing that you do. Once something is automatic, you move to the next skill. And that way, then you're, you always can see that you're making progress in one particular area. And the game, as they say, will slow down because you're not trying to think about too many things all at once. Uh, you're only focusing on the one, the specific things that you can manage. And then you're going to lose money at sometimes because you'll make those mistakes, but you'll see yourself as having an easier time. Uh, at, very recently, I had, uh, I, I'm starting to get better. I'm a terrible poker player. You can just ask Jim. He'll let you know <laughs> if you want to. Um, but 
I had this session where all of a sudden it felt like a meditation. And I don't mean that in terms of the mystical nature, but it, it just flowed. It's like all of my decisions became easy. I knew what was going to happen. I knew how they were going to play it back. And when I did certain things, it all kind of came together. And I was even hitting my bluffs correctly because I'm like, that's the wrong range. He can't have that card there. I'm going to bet, bam, he folds. And I'm like, yeah. And you'll have those moments from time to time. And that's your A game, right? That's when you're really playing very well, but you just can't expect it all the time. So narrow the focus of what you're going to do when you're not playing that, when you're not in that, in, in that groove. Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, to try and work on too many things at once, we don't actually end up uh, getting better at, at any of them. Exactly. Uh, ben and Taylor, have you been in this position where you're sort of, you, I don't know, Rob Washington talks about this as sort of just take your hand off the mouse uh, kind of a spot. Ben, you unmuted there. Yeah, I, I think, I think it's a lot easier to do online actually than live because live you have to physically, you know, put the chips in where online mm -hmm. you can just click a button. Like I can just click this mouse and boom there, you know, there goes my whole stack in the tournament. And it was just based on that one split second of, you know, I lost mm -hmm. focus or I wasn't, you know, my head wasn't in there. I was paying attention to another table or so that yeah that has happened to me before so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure so that's I'm the sure. one where i have to work and i think i've gotten a little bit better at myself is just being able to say take a minute and just mm -hmm. don't be afraid to you know, use that time bank especially i'm speaking mostly online because that's mostly what i am as online players don't be afraid to use the time bank you know it's there for you to use it don't think that anyone's going to get upset at you they're not sitting next to you to get mad at you when you take too long and you know pre-flop or whatever right you know, just because you have a big situation on another table, you know, you can give yourself that leeway and not feel that pressure. So that's something that I've had to work on myself. So, yeah. Yeah. Rob, Rob always says, uh, take your hand off the mouse. Like I mentioned, I just think that's great advice, whether you're playing online and you should actually take your hand off the mouse yes. before you make any big decision. <laughs> um, or even if you're playing live, just metaphorically, just take your hand off the mouse, just tap the brakes a little there and use your time bank a little and think about it because... And, and and even as yeah. simple as pre-flop, just like even doing that, just being like, okay, what are the stacks? Like, what are the stacks? Just something right. as simple as that. Like, how, what are the stacks at the table? Especially in PKOs where, and again, I play a lot of PKOs online where there's bounties and if there's short mm. stacks, it's really important to be paying attention to. So that's something where I'm like, I just take, you know, okay, what are the stacks? And then, okay, yep. now I can, now I can fold, I can raise, I can figure out what I'm doing from there. So that's the, another thing that's helped me because I, I, I'm familiar with this experience that Chris is talking about. And for me, it was just like, give yourself a checklist. Give yourself a checklist where like, these are the things that you have to know at the beginning of every hand. Um, or like, these are the things that you have to think about before you take any any action. And, you know, different, different people are going to find different tools that work for them. Uh, but for me, it was just like, I don't give myself permission to take this action until I've considered these three things. <laughs> You know, uh, Taylor, if you you're like, you know, you're a, a very skilled and accomplished poker player. It's been a while since you got frozen in the moment, I'm sure. But do you, you're familiar with this, what we're talking about? Yeah, I think this is one that's gotten better for me. The more that I keep playing and the more that I'm familiar with different situations, because I think that's kind of the troublesome part is a lot of this seems to be rooted in frustration or anger with the situation or uncertainty in different things and then you ultimately like don't know what to do and just act impulsively 
And I would say the more that I play, the more I'm used to these types of things, the more I'm used to bad turn cards coming and then still, you know, calling down in a spot where aces should have been good and like, you know, different things like that. And it's like the more you get used to those situations, you're like, this isn't this huge anomaly. This isn't some rare occurrence. I should be aware of these types of things. Um, So I think experience helps a lot with that. And then specifically with that just like the ability to like talk through and like be able to mentalize the different things that are going on in the type of hand like ben was talking about like what are the stack sizes but like what was the action how am i approaching these different spots um okay here's my plan on these turn cards here's my plan on those turn cards and just being able to like mentalize what my game plan is going through it allows me to not get off of my game plan because a lot of these situations are just you getting off of your game plan Mm -hmm. Uh, but maybe just start thinking about things ahead of time try to plan for the unknown as much as you can um, and try and uh, formulate what you're going to be doing because then you don't get caught with these rare moments of ah, I just call or I just went all in and I knew it was a bad idea but I still did it yeah, I even yeah. have one of those. I had one of those moments this weekend. You might have caught it on this. You might have been in the stream at the moment, Taylor. But I, there was one where a turn card came and I thought it was a bad turn card. And then I started thinking about my range. I was like, oh, this is a horrible turn card. Worst card in the deck. And then I was like, wait a minute. I have that card. That's my card. <laughs> so just, you know, having that awareness just to be not be so caught up in, oh, that's just oh, that's so bad for my actual hand. When in reality, I'm like, when I took a step back, I was like, wait a minute, this is like, I smashed this card, like, this is me all the way. And now I can just bet and just take the pot down. So, you know, just having that awareness is is key in some of those situations. And like, I think the big thing is just stepping back and being like, well, wait a minute, you know, just because this is a bad card for me, it could be a bad card for him too, or them too. So I gotta, you know, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's cool. I love, uh, you know, I like that aspect of the game and learning that kind of thing is it's a huge part of, of poker and you know, it makes the game fun in a way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so like use that time bank, explore yeah. the decision tree, you know, think Definitely. about what the options are and uh, make sure you've got all the information that you need to make the decisions. Um, and you know, the more, and I know Chris, that's if you're listening, you're already an experienced player, but you know, the more people play the, easier that gets the more internalized that gets now you can spend that brain space thinking about like the exact bet size to use to affect the part of the range that you're mostly trying to target like it just becomes a more sophisticated game when you can sort of let the back of your brain do more of this stuff and but there's a difference between that and just kind of like getting distracted or losing focus or not paying attention um because it's yeah taylor please Oh, I was going to say the the other thing to that I was going to add in there is um, like if you're having trouble with these types of things and you're like acting impulsively or making decisions that like you think are bad, uh, talk through your decision. Like, what is your mm-hmm. action going to do? Like, hey, I'm going to bet this river and I'm not expecting top pair to fold. Um, and probably going to get some of their second pairs, but I, I should be able to get their third pairs and worse to fold when I make this river bet. And that is like what you're going to be doing. And if they call you with top pair, don't be like, oh man, what am I doing? No, like that was part of your action. Like if you're going to take an action that you think top pair is going to fold, does your line seem credible? Is your bet sizing? 
uh, also going to accomplish those same types of things. If you're honest with yourself around like, what are you trying to do in this spot? Then it'll go a lot easier for you. You won't be stuck in these uh, unknown situations. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, so Chris, if you're listening, I hope you found this interesting. Uh, send me an email, jim at rec.poker, and I'll set you up with a free month of premium membership here. Joe runs his mental game. He calls it the Poker PsyOps uh, study group on the third Thursday of every month. It's open to all premium members. And uh, I think you'd uh, benefit from, you know, having some like, you know, Joe's a clinical neuropsychologist. He's he's uh, educated and credentialed up the wazoo, as I believe that is how he likes us to describe it. Um, so come come pick his brain. You know, this is uh, one of the perks of joining a place that's got all these different interesting people on the wrecking crew here is everyone's got their areas of uh, of expertise and strength that we can help you with your game. But again, I want to reinforce this point that that Joe said earlier, and then we'll wrap this up, which is that it does happen to everybody. It's part of being a poker player. And, you know, there are parts of poker play that are just not going to be profitable for everybody, like playing out of the blinds. We all play out of the blinds. We all lose money playing out of the blinds. Would it be better if we never had to play out of the blinds? It sure would. Uh, but guess what? That's never going to happen. And having these, you know, lapses of judgment or lapses of focus or you know um whatever you want to call it or however however you define this kind of tilt that's affecting you whoever you are out there with these different kinds of of tilt that's anything that's affecting your play um it's very natural and don't beat yourself up but don't uh don't just give up either there are ways that you can arm yourself against these and make them smaller mistakes or less frequent mistakes and that's how you're going to win more money playing poker is just making fewer mistakes or smaller mistakes than your opponent so good luck with that it sounds uh easier than it is but um just uh and you know find some aids and again if um i put this email i put this request out last year if you're listening send me an email jim at rec.poker and let me know what has helped you what are the little checklist items or the mantras or the routines or you know the key words or whatever it is that's helped you in the past uh to bridge this maybe we can put it in the forums and uh, our correspondent chris can use some of those tips to, uh, to better their own their own play at the table so thank you chris and thank you lawrence if that's your name lawrence from last week for writing in we had just two of the fantastic folks we met uh, at running aces this that, that trip and of course thanks to the running aces hotel racetrack and casino Thanks to Joe, Taylor, and Ben for rapping with me on this Monday night about all this stuff. Um, and thanks to you, the listeners. I hope we get to meet up with all of you on a road trip sometime soon. Check us out. In the meantime, thanks for another week of the Rex Walker Podcast.